Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring and motivating life-changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to The Prosperity Project. If anyone asks you what are the 10 priorities you would like to achieve over your lifetime, can you list them first of all? And what if they ask you next, why haven't you actually taken action towards them or have you done anything? On today's episode, we're going to cover, are you aligned with your actions or your miracles or are you afraid? How to make your next move. Okay, Matthew, you're going to open up the show for us. I'm going to ask you the very question that I opened up with. What are your priorities for your life right now? Well, I've got quite a lot of priorities at the moment. But actually, You're very busy. <laughs> I, I, I'm busy with different things, but it also depends on what time scale you're looking at. So I've got things that are maybe pressing for the week or two. Mm. I've got things that are pressing for today. I've also got things that I've got as a priority over the course of the next maybe year or so. And I've got other priorities which don't really have a definite time scale, but are important to me. So some of my priorities are I'm booking a trip to go to New York. Yes. So that's a today priority to whittle that down as to where and flights and all those kind of things and then um i think over the course of the next week or two probably just making sure see i love doing these podcasts so actually <laughs> making sure that we can produce this kind of content mm. is a priority for me as yeah, well yeah. because we definitely want some time off over christmas time and that means just getting ahead of ourselves a little bit mm-hmm, with the mm-hmm. content so that i think is another priority and then For next year, I've got various activities that I want to try to do. So outside of the trip to New York, I've got some other adventures and some trips that I want to do and also film for the Kempson House channel. Yep. So those things I kind of want to iron out and to narrow down exactly what I'm doing, when I'm doing it and how I'm doing it. And what about life priorities or life themes that you mainly, that's all kind of surface level. I'm talking about what are some of the deep priorities that matter to you that you've kind of set upon this year or, you know, as you move forward Well, my priorities each day are things like going out to the gym. Yeah, exactly. To do my training. Um, Also getting some work done. So whether it's around the YouTube channels or whether it's around the podcast, Mm. And also for secret projects as secret. well. And I should clarify, it's funny the language we use about work. So we're still, I still catch myself in the language of it's work, you know, like showing up for a nine to five job. And I should explain, if you've never maybe caught our podcast or, um, you know, heard us speak before. So we have both left mainstream corporate jobs. So you left mainstream two years like three years ago wow we wow three years ago we made a decision matt and i were both um and i was in corporate it you were in corporate finance working away two boys and we made the decision to go half income you retired fully you were going to be i don't want to say house husband that's such a rubbish term as well doesn't really no exactly you're master of this ship (laughs) basically keeping it afloat and i went i did the day job to pay you know for the income that we needed and then the switch happened happened that just in January of this year we built up um, a kind of service business you know I kind of see this as an educational media service business helping others with our podcast and um, with Mama for our YouTube channel our Kempson House channel we've got products we've got books blah, 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 lots and lots of stuff to help people about money and finances and prosperity and I catch myself still seeing the priority of work but actually I'm getting more and more aware that it's service 
So it's not the same as hard work to me. I don't know. I find it, yeah, I find it different. It's like I'm serving others as my priority. I don't find it um, hard work at all. I think it is, as you mentioned, it's a service. It's Mm. providing, it's, it's an opportunity for us to share what we know, what we've learned, what we're going through the challenges that we've had, Mm. the ones that we're maybe in the middle of facing, share those with other people that maybe it can resonate with them. Mm. Maybe they can see that there's a way out of different things. So you shared the story of debt and getting out of that and then moving to where we are today. Well, there's a lot of people that have been helped by the Mum of Her Fur channel and some of what we've said in the podcast as well. And they then see that it's possible to surmount the amount of debt Mm. and to get past that point and then to move into positive cash flow, to start to plan for the future, to start to look at investing and saving. So I see what we do as an opportunity to be able to influence and help others in their full momentum and hopefully get the life that they're looking for. So for me, it's not really work, but it is a priority. To make sure that we're producing things because you never know when someone new is looking in on, online on Google or they're looking for videos or they're looking in podcasts and they're ser- searching for a few search terms. Yep, yeah. And your video or your content that happens to come up at that moment is exactly what they need. Absolutely. So yeah, therefore, yeah. for me, it's important to keep producing the content because that very video maybe it's a bit more popular when it newly comes out. Mm. So then it shows up in their searches at the right time for them. So I like the idea of not missing that chance, mm. of not missing that person that maybe just needs that little helping hand or that little bit of information that can change the trajectory of where they're headed at the moment. Yeah, no, that's really, that's really insightful. For me and my work, and I'll cover, I, I kind of heard when you were talking there, your fitness is a priority, your work, your service is a priority, anything else that you would classify? So all these surface things that you mentioned, mm. for me, that's my kind of sense of adventure and yes, outlet right, yep, for life. Yep. So I did the cycle ride um, last year, and that was a few days of me having space and time mm. is an adventure is trying something new and challenging and that's where i find that i i kind of get to know myself a bit more spend yep. time with myself yep. so outside of going to the gym and feeling it there i like adventure and activity and doing different things so yes there's surface level but actually there's a deeper kind of I think requirement for Mm, me mm. to just do different things, to challenge myself, to experience different things and to trigger different thoughts and emotions and ideas. Because I find I'm at my best when sometimes I step out of either comfort zones or normality Mm -hmm, and then that prompts new thoughts and new ideas for me. Mm. So what about you? Priorities. What about me? Well, see, I go the opposite. I don't think about really priorities in the short term. I all automatically flip to the long term. And I've talked about this in a couple of podcasts, how um, I've felt the sense of like four key areas in my life. And it's, I call it the four Fs. So my faith is very important to me. I mean, like connecting every day with something bigger than me studying and that kind of quiet time is very important and so much so that actually I get up before all of you do (laughs) I carve it out first thing in the day before then I put on the mum hat to do the school run or you know the balance whoever's doing the school run that day so I do my faith then I look after my fitness as well like you I really I felt the focus to get in I don't, well, we've been watching, if anyone's watching this on the, the video on the Mama Farfar channel, we've been watching the Will Smith 
documentaries on YouTube the past that um, he put out like a daily one and he's talking about the best shape of his life so I felt that kind of nudge in me as well I just turned 40 in well, September I think that for you actually you've done various bits as far mm. as trying to look after your health and fitness and things like that but you've never quite found the rhythm yeah so you've always been um, trying something and then saying well that's, that's alright I'm not really loving yeah, it exactly. and then you say well maybe I'll try this maybe I'll try that and you've spent some time trying to find the perfect thing. And I think actually what you've done is you found the perfect mindset. Mm. And then it's, it's, always that it's way, aligned it's always that way. with the activities. So <laughs> exactly. now you're on to some cardio fitness and more weightlifting, mm -hmm. which is actually valuable, I think, for most people if they're trying to get into fitness. Weightlifting is... Yep is a really great way of spending your time. It's a great way of enhancing your muscle capacity, not so you can look like mm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, yeah. but more so that when you're old, you can get out of a chair before you pee yourself. <laughs> but really, really, it comes down to just things like exactly, that. It's exactly. important. So it's lovely that fitness is high up on your list now mm -hmm. and that you've found that your mindset has changed enough that you've got something that works for you we didn't have it before. Yeah, anyway, so I the do. other two Fs. So, yeah, I know. I'm afraid of what the fourth one is. <laughs> no. It's faith, fitness, finances. So again, serving others. So I don't just mean monitoring what our money looks like. You That's do like not, a finance. I do like a finance. What I mean by that is doing something in the world that adds value and service. That's the way money works. So I need to make sure that we are looked after, but also what service can I give other people? So that's what I focus on during my day, whether it's creating podcasts, products, videos. You know, people think we just... Um, it's not as simple as just turning up here you've got to do the prep in terms of thinking of content and you know the, the inspiration so you think of it as finance other people might just call it work yeah exactly exactly right, okay. but I, um, and then the fourth one is family so what I'm also very keen to do is I make sure that when the boys come home after school, I make sure I get time with you during the day. So we always have lunch together. We'll always either, you know, get we'll get moments together. The boys have a set bedtime so that we get some time. And then when the boys come home, it's usually you and me will go and get them. We'll, you know, for example, today we're going to go to soft play and do a little family activity. Like I'm making sure they get attention but also you I was kind of saying that in the nucleus and friends as well also included in that family giving time to them but I keep hearing this word aligned or you might have heard of that as well if you're into personal development or a little bit of kind of law of attraction kind of coaching vibe they talk about are you aligned with your miracles or your goals I'm going to say the word miracles because the key podcast was a, you know for us we did a, a couple of episodes about making miracles happen so I like saying the word miracles mm -hmm. just really great things in your life but what does the word aligned mean like I called this podcast are you aligned or afraid to make your next move aligned means that you have got this right mindset or the perfect uh, we'll use that loosely the perfect mindset that you're going to be able to achieve that thing with ease with peace and a lot of people talk about you know getting an alignment with your goals or your vision then means that you step into it, that it'll happen quick okay and a lot of the time that we can think like we're not doing something then to get into this alignment like you can imagine I think of like making um do you remember and did you have woodwork or metal work at school did you do that like um, we did it in Scotland I, I briefly did a little bit of woodwork but mostly I did electronics but okay, it's the same sort okay. of thing right so we had classes where we'd have woodwork right from first second year and also metal work and I can remember one of the things we made first things at, at secondary school was a letter holder 
So I want you to imagine, I'm going to describe it as best I can. Is it just an open box? <laughs> no, it was literally a sheet of metal, but bent about four times, right? And you had to then sand down the corners. But it was basically, you had to draw the template and use some of the big heavy bending, metal bending machines. And you knew that you had a line drawn in the metal. And if you didn't get that alignment perfectly, can you imagine what happens? The whole thing's not gonna end up you being just, a box. Exactly, well, it, it was more, it was like a box without a lid. I'm trying to just, I'm doing a hand signal on the video version. <laughs> it's, it was kind of like that. I don't know if you can see my hand in the video. It's kind of like a cup where you were meant to put your letters in, super simple. Somehow it took us like seven or eight hours to make this one thing, because there was only like one tool but the alignment getting it right meant that the edge worked the bend worked if you got out of alignment with the line that you drew well then the bit you'd end up when you had the finished item having something that was totally crooked to one side you know it wouldn't be perfect yep and so we get this idea that it's sometimes not best to start something unless you're perfectly in alignment you've got everything that you're just going to flow it's going to be super easy and all these reasons that we don't make moves on our miracles or priorities or goals or whatever they're just emotions and stories and i think as we we cover on this podcast i'm realizing more and more that life's experience is just all the stories that i'm telling myself so a lot of the time if you, top of the show, I said, you know, what goals have you got and why haven't you achieved them? Right off the bat, I know each of us would say, oh, well, you know, it, it's not the right time. Or, I haven't got the time. That's, that sounds I, like excuses. Well, it, it, we'll cover that. But here's the, the crux of what I'm saying. All these emotions and stories about why we haven't moved into doing action with our goals. Most of them, if not all of them, usually come from fear right or the belief basically in it going to not work out so that is what fear is it's faith in the negative and fear doesn't need to be this dramatic fight or flight syndrome you know when we think of fear it's like somebody chasing me you know or somebody with a gun to my head but no fear is incredibly subtle as well it's just that little thing in the back of your head saying now's not the right time. You need more perfect conditions and things are not going quite to plan. So what I find interesting about fear of trying to do something, mainly due to the fear of failure, is that it's often because we try to set the goal too big. Right. So I actually right. like, I, I think that our focuses, your focuses specifically, are just daily actions. Mm. Or some things like maybe the work piece which you've got as finances, might not be an everyday thing, but it's a frequent thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. And although we have goals and aims of what we want to achieve over the course of time, I don't actually think they're particularly concrete at all. Mm. Because we mentioned before, if you'd said to us a couple of years ago that we'd be able to do this for a living, mm. then we wouldn't have believed it. We wouldn't yeah. have thought that that was Medical. going to be the yeah. case. Yeah. So I don't know what's next. Mm. But I like the idea of, rather than focusing on having massive goals. Actually, and you mentioned Will Smith before, one of his things in his book and on the show was talking about having to build this massive brick wall. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. fact that he was told, don't worry about the wall, forget about the wall. Yep. You're not building yep. a wall. You have a brick. Yep. You just have to lay that brick and then you move on to the next one. Yep. And all you're doing is laying one brick at a time. And I think with your elements just having time for each of those things each day mm. and being open to opportunity and what might come yes, next yeah. 
And the same as for me, I don't really have goals for five years time. All I know is that I do a few things. So I work on my fitness each day. I don't have an ultimate goal of like when I'm done because mm. I don't think I'm ever done. I think it's always evolving. Yep. Um, and as far as the activities go, I have a list of things that I'd like to do at the moment, but I had a list a few years ago yep. and yep. I've pretty much done all of those and a new list comes up. So I think what's more important than trying to set goals and aims that are massive and that can actually put some fear into us of getting going is actually focusing on what daily things or what weekly things can yeah. I do that propel me forward. So the brain is an, an amazing thing. Its job is basically to keep you alive, to keep Absolutely, you out of trouble, yeah. <laughs> to keep you alive, to keep you well. To look out for mammoths. <laughs> to, to look out for mammoths, to look out for saber-toothed tigers. <laughs> yeah. I think we've done quite well avoiding those, actually. Yeah. I don't worry about them at all. <laughs> no, you don't? So its job is to look after us, and it's done yeah. very well with the saber-toothed tigers and the mammoths, and also any other things. Like I don't think we've really been attacked by wildlife. <laughs> no. So we've done really well with that. So obviously its job is therefore there to look out for us, to try to predict what's happening and to try to overcome any challenges it sees happening in future. So if it can see that there's some fire coming your way, yep. then it's going to say, you know what, you, you better start moving. Or maybe in the earlier days, it would be, right, well, you need to make sure that you gather up some food yep. to last you for when this fire kind of comes and ravages the land and there's not going to be much available. So its job is always to look out for things that are going to get in your way, obstacles to overcome, because the brain is a problem-solving machine. Yep. It's yep. always looking to find issues and challenges in life and then how you're going to overcome them. Yep. That's, that's what it's built to do. So what can happen is... Your brain can become overactive and overthink. Yep. And then everything you want to do, it tries to find a reason not to do it. Where it's where you're going to fail, where you're going to go wrong, where it's going to maybe be too much of a challenge for you. Its job is to protect you and keep you as comfortable as possible. Yes, yeah. And the challenge of that is that it can stop you from doing things. It can mm. stop you from mm. getting started. And it can also stop you from completing something. You can maybe start a process find out it's quite tricky. Like how many people have gone to the gym and worked really hard? Yeah. Like great motivation, great mindset. They go to the gym for the first time and they really work hard. They've got a plan from either a trainer or online. And then two days later, they can't walk down the stairs. <laughs> That's me half the time. I go, cake never hurt this much. <laughs> I know that doms are a horrible thing, but the problem you have mm. is that you get that and then it almost reinforces thing in your head that says you can't do this yep. look how hurt you are when you try yeah yeah you shouldn't do it now the fact that that is temporary and also it doesn't reoccur once you get into the rhythm of doing mm, exercise mm. it doesn't enter your head especially if you don't know anything about that area all it says to you is i can't do this because i struggle with this area yeah and look it's physically hurting me so the brain gets the response. So it was already looking for potentially reasons why it's going to be too difficult, why you can't do it. And there you go, positive reinforcement. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's what it does. Yeah. It looks after you. It tries to preserve your physical well-being and your mental well-being mm -hmm. by avoiding challenge. Absolutely. I was reminded of teaching Nathan how to play chess over this. You know, when we're just learning a new skill. Or, and so Nathan is eight and he's actually quite good at chess. But So you teach him, we taught him the basics, but... 
deeper as you get into the game you can see that he's making up rules or hopeful that you know a chess piece well this chess piece actually rather than it going on a diagonal i want it to go up and a lot he, he, he kept challenging me actually i played him a few days ago yeah and his issue was why can uh, why can the horse skip and hop yep. over other things right okay. why can't any of the other pieces do that That's why true. can the horse do that and no one else can why can't i jump over things so he had an issue with that and I said, well, I don't know why. That's just the rules. <laughs> and then when we finished the game and he was beaten, it was the first time he realized, mm. or I told him because he didn't know, the whole point of chess is to take out the king. Right, right, yep. So because he's been playing, and I think in his mind it's more about like drafts, clearing the board. Right, right. So actually, I said, right, I've got you in checkmate now. Yep. Um, and he didn't like it. You should have seen <laughs> his little face. But he didn't understand that the whole point was to capture the king. Right. So it's interesting that he's just learnt that particular piece. And yeah, he doesn't like losing. He doesn't like <laughs> losing at all. But there's a lot to learn in chess. It's exactly. very difficult. He's at the moment, um, he's doing that thing where he doesn't think several moves ahead. Exactly, yeah. Now, I, I'm not good at chess by any stretch, but I can kind of look at what I'm doing, what I want to do next, and what I want to do after that. Mm-hmm. I can see maybe what he'll do or someone else might do mm. a move maybe two ahead mm. but i can't go further than that but it's it's interesting how his mind especially when he's losing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he suddenly doesn't want to play anymore <laughs> yeah isn't that this is exactly the beautiful story that i highlight this point you know exceptionally well Life is like chess. Our goals are like chess or our miracles, right? We set this goal. We're going to take out the king. We're learning the skill. We're learning a bit of how the rules work in the universe. Okay, interaction. But there's two people playing, okay? It's not just you deciding. You're you're basically playing the elements, playing circumstances as well. Now, I would call that God's playing against, not against you, but God's playing with you. You could call it the universe, whatever you want. But you're not going to be able to know all the moves. And this is what I've noticed as well. I, in my own head, think I know the way to take out the you know, to achieve the goal, to take out the king. But what happens is I'm not banking on all the other things, how you're going to move certain pieces. I've literally got to react in the moment. I can plan my next few moves potentially by what I see, but there's no way I can plan the exact route because there's two people playing. There's two elements in this. even people that are chess masters, they can identify what options the other person might Mm -hmm, have, mm -hmm. but they don't know which one they're going to take. So whereas you and I, when we're playing, we can maybe somewhat predict what someone might do next or the mm. time after. We have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> we have no real idea. Whereas a chess professional, chess master, will be able to say, right, if I'm playing someone that's good, then there's probably about six different things they might do here. And if they do that, I'll do this. And they can look ahead mm. across these six timelines. Mm. But there's still that unpredictability of which one that person's going to go for. Mm-hmm. And also... Is there a shock somewhere that maybe they don't know about? And I don't think that's particularly common. I think chess is mm. one of those things now where people have played it so much and there's only so many moves you can do, but you still have that unpredictability of yep. which one are they going to go yep. for and is it going to go to line? And obviously you have the situation where you get six options now, but those six options maybe go into four options each and you just get this kind of spiraling, diverging timeline mm. where it's very difficult to follow along. So you have to kind of almost wait for the next thing before you can work out what's next. You have to be have the circumstance happen to you before then you can decide how you're going to respond to it. Absolutely. And yep. and what the future looks like 
along that particular timeline. You mm-hmm. can't predict everything until it's happened. Absolutely. So in answer, you know, are you aligned or afraid to make your next move? I think alignment is actually just being okay with the next couple of moves. As I say, the most of the time our afraid comes in where we don't want to do something because it's based on fear. So that fear is just the most wonderful gift we've all been given, our imagination. It was given to us for free. Your imagination is that predictor of what's coming ahead to protect you and keep you comfortable. But equally, your imagination is the most wonderful tool that you can have. You can think about the world looking different or being different and imagining yourself different people around you. It's just, it's operating in fear-based rather than in faith-based that might be stopping you and you know I'm just always reminded of when I'm thinking about what I'm going to do in life my next couple of moves the wisdom that says you know worrying will not add an extra day to your life and that's something I've struggled with in the past like I used to probably say I was like uh, a worrier you know that kind of word to make it a, a descriptive word of myself you know I was always thinking about the future or um, oh what's going to happen and I've noticed over the past while that that's I'm kind of realizing it, it's completely futile like I can't predict well, what's going to happen were you a warrior mm. or were you someone that wanted um, I suppose guarantee of outcomes both probably it was just like the future will probably more frighten me because I couldn't predict it and not knowing what was going to happen and things like that. And I think sometimes you can be afraid to take the next move because you know you don't have any say or control really in a lot of it. You are, it's not just your move on that chessboard that will be the, the next thing that happens. There's elements that that you can't possibly. And what I've also realised whenever we've set goals or miracles, the way that it's usually come about, I could not have guessed in a million... Like, in my head, I've decided what the route to take out the king or the queen was, and it's just... It's been something completely even more amazing than that. But what's interesting is, I think, once you realise how good your brain is Mm. at problem-solving, once you understand that everyone has capability built within them... Yes, yeah. You might not be necessarily the smartest person in the room, but you can take the time to educate yourself to to bridge that gap. Yep, yep. You might not be the fittest person in the room, but you can do things to get yourself closer to that particular mm, point. Mm. We have the ability to overcome obstacles and you don't need to know how the game's going to end. You don't mm-hmm. need to know the next 50 moves. What you first need to do is have faith that when obstacles occur, when someone makes a move against you, when the world makes a move against you, when you make a move against yourself, yep, because yep, it's easy to self-sabotage without mm-hmm. realizing, you have the ability and the means mm-hmm. to work out how to resolve it. How many people have maybe been in situations where work has suddenly gone through a round of redundancies and you happen to be on the chopping block? Yep, yep. And if you'd been asked maybe a couple of months before, you would have said to yourself, well, that's the worst thing. I'd like my job, it's fine, it pays all right, and you know, commute's nice. But what happens is you get like redundancy notice coming through. You had to find alternative employment. Yeah. You have to make things work. Yeah. But rarely do people get in a situation where they're not balancing the books for a great length of time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that they can't get employed. Most people work at, their brain suddenly switches to problem-solving yeah. mode and to how do I sort this? And they make it happen because people are much more capable than they give themselves credit for. The only reason 
you sometimes find things more difficult is because you're trying to plan out the next 50 minutes yes, yes, and exactly. you don't know what's going to happen, which is why focusing on the next one or two moves, mm. the ones that you can control and knowing that whatever spanner in the works comes across, you have the capability of working out a route around it mm. or using it to your advantage, then you can go an awfully long way. And also then you're less afraid mm. of getting moving on your priorities. Absolutely. The next thing I would say is, and this is something that I've learned as well, I touched upon a couple of episodes where I was saying that I was feeling like I was a secondary character sometimes. I'm not the main, funnily enough, I'm not the main character in how things work. Off the back of that, then led me to think about this, you know, are you aligned or afraid making next move? Here's some truth that I've learned. We are not the only person that can make these goals and actions happen that we get visions for or inspiration for. So what I basically mean is there's not ever just one chance in eternity through you that something will happen in the world. So let's say that you have a inspiration that you could see the world having a community of maybe single dads that could then meet every Friday or you know once a month and you would have them all around the country and you could see this thing as being something really great that a lot of people who are maybe you know struggling managing kids or on their own and you know and things like that just maybe lots of different ways that you could help and guide them it feels good in the moment and then Soon after that, you go, oh, well, how do I do that? Well, I don't really have any money to start that. I don't, really, I don't want to start a Facebook group because people might judge me, right? You can see the fear, the doubt starts to creep in. Sometimes we think that that's the only moment in time that that thing is possible. I actually think it's more a case of that our desires and goals are given to us because they are based completely on our potential. We have it within us to create it. We not we might not believe in it, but we do have that potential. But here's the thing. If you're not going to step up and do it or believe in it, then who else would you rather would do it? So for example, you know, we're parents. We've got, between us, there's five boys. You've got three boys and we've also got two boys together. I, in those moments, decided to become a parent and have those kids I would absolutely rather it was me that parent those boys than somebody else, right? So I might not be a perfect mother, but every day I'm trying I'm trying to be the best version with the skills that I have right now. I've, I've answered that call, I'm going to make it. Same with making content. I am not the best content creator. I can't film. I, it's not Steven Spielberg videos that you're watching, right? I don't have that imagination. But do you know what? I feel like there was something placed in my heart to make content the way that, like, send the messages out the way I make them. Right? And every week I get inspiration for new things to talk about. So I'm like, hey, let's just keep doing well, this. The thing is, you, you have no inspiration to outsource the writing. Mm. And you also haven't decided to do all the work in the background and have someone else present it. No. So clearly you believe that you I'm are the right like, person to do the whole thing. I might not be the... No, I don't. Do I think I'm the right person? No, I think it's more... I've had this on my heart. And to be honest, I'm going to, I'm going to do it because I'd rather, I'd rather be part of... But you're the, you're the, the right person effect. to deliver your vision. It doesn't mean yeah, that someone else's video on a particular topic may or may not be better. Yep. But the thing is, it may be that it's better produced. It may be that it's more visually appealing. Mm -hmm. But it could be that it lacks in other particular areas. The point is, though, that I think you feel you're best armed to deliver your content in your way mm. for what you want to get across. 
And that's the interesting thing about what you're saying. If you do want to do something, then often you've been given that inspiration because it's probably something where you have a passion mm -hmm. to actually make it happen or to look and see what's happening in the world already and maybe join up with that mm, and just, enhance yeah. that because it's rare that we come up with brand new ideas. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's very rare that what we think about doesn't already exist in some form. Yep. So sometimes it's not on us to necessarily create from scratch. Not we just improve? Some, yeah, Didn't exactly. you just so, make it better? So that's the thing. You're not the first person to talk about money nope. on YouTube. And I won't be the last. You're not the first person <laughs> to make a podcast. Nope. But you feel like you've got something to add. Mm. And based on the feedback and responses to videos and content that we have, it resonates with people. Mm -hmm. So therefore, it's got a value and it's worthwhile. But if you did want to make a single dad's group, well, you might find that there are Facebook groups yep. or um, like web chats or maybe in-person things that actually do happen. Mm. And once you seek it out, then you'll find that they exist, but maybe there's not one near you. So then you yep. create your own branch of it off of the template that other people have used to yep. make it happen. It's yep. really, really easy to go and explore and to actually make things happen and to be driven to do something. Also, what I noticed was when we were talking about some of the projects that we want to do. Mm. Sometimes those projects, you kind of get so far and you find that you kind of lose momentum. Mm. Well, sometimes maybe you're not ready for it yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're yep. not armed yep. with the knowledge, the yep. experience, the motivation, whatever it happens to be. So maybe it's not that you can't do that, mm -hmm. but maybe it's that you can't do it Right, right now. now we talked about this in the episode the power of now yeah we did. absolutely and yeah so maybe and that's what i'd like to get with this point like we get inspiration and sometimes we feel like we're, we're the only person who can do it i actually think like if something we're inspired to do is going to benefit and have a ripple effect in the wider world not just our life i i always get the sense that you know the path will be made regardless so are you are you going to create it or is it going to be then passed to someone else to create? So a lot of the time I think about um, when we were in Paris, do you remember how many years ago? Was it five years ago? Four? It was before COVID. It wasn't that many years BC, ago. BC, BC, three? Anyway, it was one of our anniversaries. I think it was 2019. <laughs> Maybe it was. It was Maybe only it was. two years ago. Yeah, it, was, it, felt, it was felt long, right? It was 2019 before, <laughs> before everything fell apart a yeah. little bit. So we went to Paris for our anniversary, right? And we're walking down beside the Eiffel Tower. It's nighttime. We've gone to get some lovely crepes, walking along. And... In this one road beside the Eiffel Tower, and if you've been to Paris, maybe you can agree with this. It's not just by the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> it was also by, um, I think, the Louvre. Louvre, like, yeah, they as had, well. They had the same kind of thing. But anyway, carry on, carry on. And every, I want to say, two-meter marker, there was people with little, you know, the blankets on the ground, the little makeshift stalls, right? And honestly I think there was about 20 25 people everyone spread apart and then each they're doing the usual haggle so like oh, no, but I don't know what they're saying they're speaking French I apologize I'm, I can't speak French and when you looked at the items they were selling what did we notice they're they're pretty much the same <laughs> the exact same like you want there's... a little Eiffel Tower there's a little Eiffel Tower and it <laughs> yep. lights up yep. and they've all got the same different scales of it and I think maybe they had like magnets or key rings or other stuff but mostly it was, it was little models same. of the Eiffel Tower and they were pretty much exactly the same now I don't know what price they were all selling I can't speak French I can't so imagine they're going to be that different either actually <laughs> but 
do you know each one of those people there was given their all, wasn't there? Every time like we walked past, they were like, oh, do you want that? I'm assuming they're <laughs> that saying, <isn't> oh, <laughs> that's not French. I won't even, I'm not going to even try. But I can assume they were like, oh, you know, do you want this? Do you want this? And I said to you on a walk, I was like, you know what? It's such a beautiful way of looking at actually how our mindset is. They literally have got somebody two meters away from them who is selling the exact same thing, but yet they're hustling and they're wanting to get that customer's attention. They believe theirs is the best light up Eiffel Tower, even though there's 25 of the exact same. And I, I thought to myself, in life, we can get so focused on, oh, I'm not going to do this because somebody else has already got something similar, or I'm not going to do that because somebody else kind of does that, right? It does not matter. We all need that Eiffel Tower salesman in us. If you've got the vision, the goal, go out there and do the action because who cares if there's a thousand else of you? Well, the thing I picked up from it is not only do you have 25 people in a particular row yeah. and there are plenty of other sections as well which have the same kind of thing, all selling exactly the same product, yep. but they turn up every day. Every day. So it's yep. not that they kind of said, you know what, I'll give it a shot because maybe I'm a better salesman. Yeah. Each of them, even the person that is the worst salesman, is obviously getting enough money to make mm. it worth their while to have some kind of stock mm. and to show up. Because standing out in all weathers trying to sell these Eiffel Towers, you wouldn't do it unless you've got some kind of return for your time. Yeah. So what I notice is not that even when there's no gap in the market, there's still a market that you can go into, mm. but you can still find success even when it's crowded because there must there has to be a level of success otherwise you wouldn't be you showing up exactly. you just wouldn't be so that's what i find incredible mm. it, the fact that there is opportunity you shouldn't avoid something just because someone else is doing it because in this particular case people couldn't do it better than anyone else yep. as far yep. as the quality of the product but yet there's still business for them and they still show up so imagine if you're entering an arena where you're not just picking up another Eiffel Tower off the shelf, off the same shelf that someone else has, mm. but actually you've potentially got some kind of spin on it, some kind yep. of offering. Yep. I don't know, maybe you can put different colored lights on your Eiffel Tower. Maybe you can make a bigger one than everyone else is selling. Mm. Whatever it happens to be, if you can distinguish yourself, then not only is there space for you anyway, if you were somewhat duplicating, but there's also even more space if you can stand out in some kind of way. Yep. Third thing I would say to close off the podcast, third point here is if you're avoiding taking action, that's okay, but what then comes next? So I know for myself, see when I get a really strong feeling that I'm meant to do something. So there's something, my miracle that I'm working on for this next 90 days is something that I have been struggling to create, but it's, I keep like I've got that impression, no, you're meant to do this, you're meant to do this, right? And I'm like, I'm not equipped to do this, but it's there. And failing for me is not an option. I'm, I cannot shift that I'm meant to do this thing. I'm meant to get it out there, I'm meant to create it. And sometimes we think if we don't do something, we're kind of avoiding failure as a protection mechanism. And that's fine in that moment, but then what? like then what is the the next thing that you're going to do are you just simply saying it's not for me or you are, are you waiting in the, in the not right now and I think it goes back to the podcast we did a couple of weeks ago about perfectionism right sometimes we can get stuck in this loop of oh the the excuses come it's not the right time I don't have the right money okay 
But then what? To my question in these kind of situations, and I've said it to people that we know mm. or said it in my head about it. <laughs> I've given these people into trouble in my head. I like that. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Mm. And I think that two questions we should ask ourselves often is why? Um, why do we want something? What do we want to achieve? Because if you yeah. dig deep enough into a why, you'll actually uncover what you're looking for. Oh, I want a million pounds. Why? 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 Yeah. Why? Why? It's the five I, whys. We've got an episode on that, actually. We do have that. But also, what are you waiting for? So mm. the why is to justify what you're actually trying to achieve, to uncover really what the point is. Mm -hmm. And then the what are you waiting for is, in my head, what do you need to be aligned? Mm-hmm. What actually is it that's going to make this particular process easier? Like if right. you want to do yeah. it, yeah. then what is it that you feel like is the optimal circumstances that will actually allow you to succeed? Yep. Because for most people, the same as when you dig down into the whys and actually the why isn't close to what you actually wanted in mm -hmm. the first place. The what are you waiting for? I guarantee that for most things, we don't actually have anything we're waiting for we're going to be no better prepared mm. at any other moment in time than right now. Right. If you want to look after your health and fitness, it's very easy to wait until the new year because <laughs> Christmas is a bit difficult. It's magical then. <laughs> it's, it's very easy to say, well, I don't have the time now yep. or whatever else, but you're not going to have time later mm. any more so than you have now. You're not going to be any more motivated in January than mm -hmm. you are now. Mm -hmm. You might think that you will be, but you won't be, especially when you get to the gym and you find out that it takes a little while to wait for certain machines and certain things to become available. The car park's busier. Actually, if anything, it's less motivating. It's more mm. motivating to go when it's kind of empty yep. and you don't feel like people are watching you and you have the space. So when you say to yourself, what am I waiting for? Often you can find that there is nothing. There is nothing that's going to be resolved. Oh, I'm waiting for um, the perfect time to have a child. I want a certain amount of money. Well, actually, you can then dig to the next step and say, okay, so what are you doing yep. to bridge that gap? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not saving. Well, then you're never going to get to a point where you have enough money. So either have the child or start saving. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think when I think to myself, what are you waiting for in any circumstance, that should either prompt you to just get on with it mm -hmm. because there's nothing that's going to be any better aligned or it prompts an action to get you ready which means that you've you got forward momentum, mm -hmm. which is a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. As I was prepping for this, so this week um, in my study in this morning, I was drawn to the story of Jonah and the whale. Have you ever heard of that one in the Bible? I've, I've heard, well, I don't know what happened. <laughs> so I heard that he was in a whale for a while. Exactly. So I'll give, So actually, interesting, we say Jonah and the whale. It was actually Jonah and the big fish. It's not a whale, actually, in this story. Somebody, somebody must have elaborated. It's actually Jonah and the big fish. The summary is this guy called Jonah who's called to be a prophet to go and warn this group of people, right? That they're, they're doing not things that they should be and they need to repent and be better. Okay. Jonah, though, knows what he's meant to do and he goes, nope. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm scared of the people. If they, you know, if they don't repent, if they don't turn from their bad ways, I don't want to have to deal with that. So he runs away. He literally goes down and gets on a boat to go the furthest away he can, right? So much so that on this boat, he there there a storm god causes a storm to happen right and the sailors on the boat jonah's gone all the way down to the bottom of the boat now interesting thing this week if you were in a storm where's probably the worst place to go on a boat if it's going to get and if it's in a storm and it's potentially it's going to start taking in water would you rather be in the bottom of the boat or the top of the boat 
Um, I'd rather be in the middle. <laughs> I'm going to be awkward, but on the top, I might get flung around. On the bottom, um, it gets a bit watery. Exactly, so, right. So, yeah, I'd probably kind of hover somewhere between, <laughs> so I've got easy access to get out. To get out. But I'm not getting battered. Right, but he chose to go down below because he basically... He, did, he wanted to get killed. He just killed. wanted to get away and hide. He, get, he wanted to get killed in the storm. That was it, right? So then they're in the storm. Jonah is in, the, and it's actually Johan, I think you're meant to say it as in the Hebrew. So pardon my ignorance here. He's in the bottom of the boat. The storm comes about and the storm calms. But something else happens. They throw him overboard to captain the storm right that was one of the things i had to do and so this big fish comes along obviously god prepared it big fish scoops him up and he's in the belly of the fish for three days he's in solitude right so not only has he been in a storm running away he's now in this fish so literally he's got no cell phone no devices no delivery he's got contemplation time to think and at that point he changes his mind and he says you know i'm really sorry for running away i know what i meant to go and do let me go and do it and I'll do my duty. Does and the fish deliver him back? The fish delivers him onto dry land. He puts him back onto where he's meant to be going, right? So why I'm sharing this story is I think there's part of me very much in that tale of Jonah. I can be given a really strong impression and my first reaction is, nope. <laughs> That's in too fact, tricky. I don't like it. In fact, I'm going to get a ticket and run away as far as I can. Like It literally says that farthest away point. And then, you know, in my head, God goes, okay, Jennifer, you're running away, right? I'm going to nudge you in the right direction. I'm going to nudge you. Okay, I'm really going to nudge you. Do you want to think about this? Three days in the in the belly of the fish. No cell phone, no anything. And I think in my own life, I know that I align more with my goals when I start to take away distractions as well. So that's something I could relate to. But I just find it so funny that when we try and if we've got something we want to achieve if it is the right thing that's meant to happen like in that case it was helping a bigger group of people there was a purpose a bigger purpose there's ways that it's going to happen despite us so if you feel like okay i don't want to take action it's not going to happen i'm going to suggest to you that if you if it's part of actually your flow in life or that it's going to influence a lot of people. We can run to a certain extent, but the beautiful thing is there'll always be situations or things will come up to gently nudge to get you back into where you're going to be, where you were meant to be after all. Yeah, I think that if something ends up nagging at you a lot, mm. if it keeps coming around as a thought of, I should do this, I should try this, it's maybe time to get on with this, then... That is your prompt. If you mm -hmm. say to yourself, yep. no, nah, I'm not ready for it, or I don't want to do it, or it's too difficult, but it keeps coming back, then that is your prompt to say, well, probably you're more ready than you realize. Yep. You're more capable than you allow yourself credit for. And you can get on with it. Mm -hmm. And you'll probably do quite well. And as I mentioned earlier, there will be obstacles, there'll be challenges along the way, but all of us are capable enough to overcome those things. We're yep. smart enough to find our way to navigate through and to get to the other side with success. It might not be necessarily the journey or the direction that we thought it might be, mm -hmm. but it will end up satisfying that itch. It will end yep. up making us feel good about the journey we've taken and where we end up being. Mm. So to close up, I'm going to give you a challenge. <laughs> another, another, you keep doing <laughs> these challenges. I keep doing this. I want, to, I want to inspire me. I do them for me more than anything. You all get to come on from the ride. Okay, 
if there's something that you have been, it's on your heart to do in the last couple of weeks that's left to 2021, or maybe something that you're absolutely certain you want to make happen as part of a priority in 2022. Crazy saying that, crazy 2022, that's a tongue twister. I want you to sit down and even get a bit of paper and do like a for and against all the things that would make your goal that you know are going to be good and positive in your life once you do your goal or work towards it, all the ripple effect good, and then do a flip side of all the things why you don't want to do it or all the things stopping you. And often we let the fear and the inaction and waiting for the right circumstances keep us in this holding pattern. And I think sometimes the holding pattern is because we're waiting on things to open up in our life. We're waiting on other people to get, you know, into their purpose to help us more. I get that. But sometimes it's just through fear of not mucking it up or perfectionism. And if you do that, sometimes you get clarity on all the reasons not to do something right now you might look at them and go, actually, I don't think they're good enough. I owe it to myself. I owe it to the world or whatever to do this now. Okay, my suggestion would be to take that one step further. Go for it. To challenge on top of your challenge. Mm. When you get your list of reasons why you can't do it or why you shouldn't do it, then why not, as an action, ignore the bigger picture if you want to for a little while, why don't you look at each of those things and work out what you can do to resolve it. Mm, love that. Yep. So if you find that you've got five actual big reasons why you can't do something. So let's say that one of the things um, requires you to have a certain amount of money. Yep. Okay. What are you doing to then facilitate that cash to come in? So how can you save or how can you earn more? Whatever it happens to be. There's oftentimes we end up with a list of things and reasons why not. But then we leave it there. Mm, yep, and yep. you're right. Often the list actually isn't big enough to really stop us. But if we do feel it's big enough to stop us, if we do feel like we can't overcome the obstacles against us, yep. then action in just the small scale of saying, I'm just going to tackle one or two at a time of these things that are in the way, mm. these negatives. Because also if you can uncover those and you can remove them, in all likelihood, the same obstacles that you have for one thing mm -hmm. are probably mm -hmm. similar for something else and yep. something else yep. and something else. So actually, if you're able to dig through a couple of these obstacles and reasons why you can't or, or won't do something, mm. then you probably open the doors to a lot of other areas of things that you want to do as well. Beautiful. Thank you very much for that, Matthew. Thank you. Well, I really hope you have enjoyed today's podcast, especially. And as always, if you're watching on the Mama Fur Fur channel, we'd love it if you would leave a comment to let us know what's inspired you and what you're now going to make is your next move towards what matters, your goal or your miracle that you're creating. We always love to read your comments. If you are watching on the Mama Fur Fur channel, though, why not give it a thumbs up? That always helps. You can even hit subscribe if you randomly found us in the algorithm. It's a joy to have you here. If you have enjoyed watching as well, remember we also have the audio version only. So you can go onto iTunes, Spotify. There's always a link down in the description of both platforms. It'll take you to the opposite one. So if you're on audio, it goes to video, video goes to audio. And we'd love to have you subscribe to all the episodes. Back catalogue of how many have, uh, how many episodes is this I, now? I Plus think seven. I think this is about 78 or 79. Wow. So we've only got about six or seven 
at this time on the Mum and Furfur channel. Yeah. So the rest are all in audio format. So you can listen on your commute. You can listen when you're cleaning the house. Yep. You can listen in the car when the kids are there because we're quite good with our language. Oh, we don't, and we don't swear. We're very... Or, you know what? You can always put some headphones on and just ignore everyone else in the house <laughs> and just have a great old time listening to all of these episodes. Yeah, exactly. Hours of content for exactly. you. Exactly. Beautiful. So yeah, why not listen to another episode at your next opportunity as well? We'd love that. So thank you so much for either watching or listening to us today. We'll speak to you very soon.